2: Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, a lot going on in the world. Uh, let's start with Russia, the brink of war. Yeah, Heard about it all week and been hearing about it for the last week or two. Mm-hmm. And the latest now is what?
3: Uh, well, Vice President Kamala Harris made a trip to Germany uh, to talk about the apparently imminent war between Russia and Ukraine. Uh, she was asked what Americans should be bracing for if war, in fact, happens. And here are some reassuring words from the vice president, okay? Are you ready?
4: Roll it. And let me be clear. I can say with absolute certainty, if Russia further invades Ukraine, the United States, together with our allies and partners, will impose significant and unprecedented economic costs. Okay. Well, what
5: specifically are they?
2: I mean, listen, man. This... I brought this up the other day. I still don't know if I have a clear answer. Sometimes maybe things are just too complex for me. David, help. Okay. If you have all these sanctions, right, ready to throw down. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do those before they invade?
3: Yeah, I mean, that that's one of those things. If you really want to stop a war if you want to send that message then yeah you put in place it would seem to me at least again i don't have one of them fancy ivy league degrees like all these dudes in the biden administration do but it does seem like if you want to make sure that somebody doesn't throw the first punch you make sure you make it clear what that's going to cost them
2: like as they are assembling more and more troops right there at the border yeah like, that would have been a good time to send the message with the sanctions. We're not playing that game. But now, but if you just know, if you start killing people, once they're dead, then the sanctions come. Hey. That's what we're saying? Yes. Can you help me understand that? No. Okay, thank you. But, they, but it, the allies are together. We know that. She has said that. She talked in circles for a long time. Yeah, I mean, did. we could try to break that down. It's I don't know always if do this it.
5: convoluted, things will happen.
2: What do you mean? Without any specifics whatsoever. It's easy to understand, Scott.
4: Absolutely. We strongly believe, and, and remember also that the sanctions are a product not only of our perspective as the United States, but a shared perspective among our allies. And the allied relationship is such that we have agreed that the deterrence effect <laughs> of these sanctions is still a meaningful one, especially because, remember also, we oh, still... It. Sincerely.
2: Well, hold on a second. I'm glad that they're meaningful because you're talking about them being unprecedented. I would hope that they're right. meaningful.
4: Yes. Okay. Hope that there is a diplomatic path out of this moment. And within the context then of the fact that that window is still opening, although, open although it is absolutely narrowing, but within the context of a diplomatic path still being open, The deterrence
2: effect, we believe, has merit. Get on that ride and hold on for dear life. What was that? I don't know.
3: (laughs) She's been playing Scrabble with Joe recently. (laughs) No kidding. That was just,
5: that's all like 30 seconds of your life that's just gone. And you heard something. And again, this is McGurkin. This is McGurkin. Well, yes. It doesn't mean, none of that means
2: anything. Listen, man, you know, sometimes you have someone that's, like, paved the way for you personally, like a mentor. Uh I don't know if I buy it, but some people have said Biden has been like a mentor, Kamala, in a number of different ways. So maybe she takes the cue from Biden like listens to a Biden speech and says, you know what, that's how you do it. And so if she were to listen to things like the case,
0: we cannot let this. We've never allowed any crisis from the Civil War straight through to the pandemic of 17, all the way around 16. We have never, never let our democracy take second fiddle.
2: So if you hear something like that, you're like, "Okay, that's how it's done. Then you come up with the Kamala statement we just heard. That, sense, and you may,
5: that may be accurate. That may be a yeah. page from the old Biden playbook. <laughs> Use a bunch of words, throw them all
2: together. and uh, That crafty old fox, yeah. he leaves people wondering what the heck did he just say. Right. See, he's his 7-D chess. And
5: sometimes you get into situations where somebody is talking and they're saying something profound. <laughs> you don't understand it, but you think you're too stupid to understand that profound person, right? And everybody just sits there and nods their head, okay. Because they want to per- be perceived that they're understanding it, although they're not. Does that Correct. make any sense to you at all? Yes. What it's I'm like saying is,
2: no, they they have no clue is what it really is. That is just the yeah. long and winding road. That's right. Uh, meanwhile, man, this was crazy over the weekend in Portland. Oh. No, oh, if you heard this story, it so, really hasn't gained national no, News not at status all. Yet. No. You would think it should.
3: Well, it's it's very confusing what's going on here. We're still waiting to hear the details of this, but a protest in northeast Portland went sideways over the weekend and one person was killed, five others injured in a mass shooting next to Normandale Park on Saturday night. Now the cops are saying it started as a confrontation between an armed homeowner and armed protesters. They're out there protesting. I think it was the death of Amir Locke in Minneapolis and anyway. Uh, a homeowner confronted members of the, uh, the group over the fact that they had been blocking the streets, they were making noise, that kind of stuff. Right. Again, we don't know exactly who pulled out the gun first, what who shot first, what happened here. Um and we're not going to learn anything because protesters apparently have decided they're just going to interrupt when the police have a update on what is going on. They did it yesterday.
2: Yeah. Try to have a press conference? and well, Nope. They're
4: sending oh, no. people to get are to kill us. And y'all need to know this. Hold on. Do y'all know they purposely pulled a medic off of somebody dying last night and put him in f- handcuffs? 20 minutes for that an ambulance. Guys, tell them what happened. 20 minutes. Last night. 20. Wait. supremacist? We're getting, vets. We're getting vets from all these white supremacists. Don't no, no, say this name with me. Don't say this name with me. Ready? Like N- N- A N D Y N G O. A Andy, Andy, Andy no. Okay. okay. Andy <laughs> no. Andy no. And Doxing us. Andy no. Doxing us. You guys are letting these white supremacists terrorize us in our own city. Oh
3: my goodness, man. That's mental illness on full display, right there. Yes, it is.
2: Yep, no doubt mean what they're saying or the fact that you just let it go on and on and on?
3: <laughs> How about both?
2: I mean, my goodness, man, you see when law enforcement can come together and make nonsense stop, we've seen it a number of different times. That's one of the things that is so frustrating for the people in Portland. When is that going to happen? Is This nonsense goes on and on and on. And just when you think, okay, we're a little bit past this or whatever, I mean, these people are looking for a reason to go out and protest something. Yeah. It's what they live for. And then here we go again. It's it's the same stuff. I mean, it was a weekend, man. All these different things you'd see, thinking to yourself, where are we at? The trans swimmer, Pennsylvania. That was another example. What's going on in Canada with the truckers and their finances? It absolutely crazy. We had a guy suffer a frozen uh, male, really part during the Olympics. Did you hear the, about that? The Wangdoodle. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's frozen. Had frozen. Yep. Yes. Have you ever heard of that before? Frozen. Yes. No. That that would be absolutely frozen.
5: I've heard of shrinkage. Yes. The, and the, being in the pool, but not not at the, that that it, it's
2: did he have to pick it up and put it in a jar? You can't even put it no, I'm just into asking. a sentence right now, can you? I'm, just, I'm in pain ah! thinking about it. Is it Remy Lindholm from Finland? Ah. Th- this is the story. I mean, Reuters had it. I'm not making it up. Yeah. And it's, well, it's the regular term for the word. It's just suffered a frozen penis. During the men's cross-country skiing race in the Olympics. Man. even had to use a heat pack to thaw it out oh. afterwards. Remy said, it was one of the worst competitions I've ever been in. It was just about battling through. When the body parts started to warm up after the finish, the pain was unbearable. Oh, I
3: bet. I mean, if you've ever had your your hands really, really, really cold, like to the point where they were completely numb, Mm -hmm. just getting them back warmed up, and, and that's just your fingers. That hurts.
2: Well, it's a, like a physical pain, like you've yeah. got needles that are just jamming into your fingertips. Oh, so it's terrible. And that's what we're to assume that's the similar feeling.
3: What did he leave his fly down or something? How, do you, how did that happen?
2: Well, it, it, it was because of the conditions were so brutal. Apparently, 50-kilometer race actually shortened to 30 and delayed by an hour because of the cold. You know, I'll say this, gritty competitor. Finished 28th out of 61. Dang. Dang. You're still in the top half of the heap there. Keeping all that in mind. Good golly. Yeah, he was 4 minutes 22 seconds away from first place. And here's the other thing. If you go through that once, are you saying, you know what, I've had enough of this sport. Yeah. I think maybe this is it. This isn't the first time he's had it froze. What? Yes. It happened last year during a skiing event in Finland.
3: Okay, some jockstrap company has got to start endorsing this guy, right? Like we'll keep it warm.
2: I I understand, but it's almost like those heat packs that you have for your hands. You—that's very delicate. They need like get the you know temperature right on stuff like that. Like a jock parka. Zip it up before this goes any worse. (laughs) uh, The Canadian police are going to punish people, even though they left the protest. They're still going to be punished. We'll get to that much more coming up right here. robin show thank you so much for being here i'm jamie markley the gen Xer, the millennial david van camp the sexy boomer scott robin update on canada david
3: yeah well the big trucker protest in canada over vaccine mandates has been kind of sort of broken up uh the cops moved in on the convoy in ottawa over the weekend they weaponized horses i don't know if you saw that oh boy i know the left is I very saw. concerned about this yeah they were yes i mean i did Oh, man, I mean, we should be condemning in the strongest possible terms the use of horses against protesters.
2: Well, that's what we heard before from Mayorkas, director of Homeland (laughs) Security. You can't do that, even though it wasn't done on the southern border. Right. He still said you can't do that. And when he saw it, it was horrifying.
3: Yes. It was equine supremacy. It was was a horsific event. Yes. Yes. Uh, So the Ottawa police chief, though, I I don't know if you've seen this, but other protests have popped up as a result of the violent clearing out of the protesters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, the Ottawa police chief showed us why this is becoming bigger than just vaccine mandates. Right. He, He was asked what's next. And this is pretty incredible.
4: Are you going to be sort of actively pursuing the people that you've been sort of documenting and filming who are still out there protesting? What are your plans after this, uh, after the protest is over?
2: Thank you. It's a great question. And the simple
4: answer is yes. If you are involved in this
5: protest, we will actively look to identify you and follow up with financial sanctions and criminal charges. Absolutely. This investigation will go on for months
0: to come. It has many, many different streams, both from a federal uh, financial level, from Mm -hmm. a provincial licensing level, from a criminal code level, from a municipal breach of court order, breach of court injunction level. It will be a complicated and time consuming um,
5: investigation that will go on for a period of time.
3: Jeez. <laughs> so there you go, man. If you were there and then you just left without being arrested, they're still going to track you down and they're still going to freeze your assets and they're still going to potentially arrest you. Do
2: you happen to know is that if you showed up just to support, say you didn't have a rig, you just had your truck, and but you wanted to show your support because, you know, this is tyranny. We've had it. They got your plate because you were then, and part of it, you're still, they're well, looking for you.
3: Well, the dragnet is pretty wide on this. I mean, they're is, looking yeah. for people who weren't even there, who just donated to charitable causes because right. they wanted to fill up somebody's gas tank or whatever. Man, oh,
2: man. Yeah, there's going to be more protests. This is going to go on and on and on. You can see it happening. Uh, you mentioned a little earlier, Scott, that thank goodness this Olympics is over.
5: Yeah. Why yeah. did you say that? I was just curious. Well, because it's NBC is obsessed with it because they got so much money in it, they're going to hemorrhage a ton of money on this thing. Yeah. It's just the whole stench of the Olympic Games this year. I guess for just me everything personally. everything to do with China and the Uyghurs yeah. and the COVID and the suppression, and it's the whole thing. Just a bad vibe. Just a, yeah, like a dark voodoo y vibe to it
2: when it was mentioned that this was the end of the olympics yesterday i didn't exactly know it because i haven't followed well, I it either, much at all yeah. and just talking to people over the weekend uh we're certainly not the only ones i don't think w- it was like a coordinated sort of boycott the show is not watching the olympics no. it wasn't that it's just it was hard to feel good about watching it
5: yeah i didn't need to announce it to the world i wasn't going to just I chose not to. If you want to watch it, watch it. If you enjoyed it, enjoy it. I, whatever. It's not for me. I didn't want to see it. I just didn't want to participate at all this year. So you're looking at
2: record low ratings, right? Record low, yeah. So I saw some different pieces out there trying to explain, well, it's not just because those people have this terrible feeling about China. There's, there's other reasons why the people weren't watching this. You know, first of all, uh, Americans prefer the Summer Olympics over the Winter Olympics.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, okay, yeah. you're comparing this to past Winter Olympics. No right. one was comparing this to the Summer Olympics, you know. Anyway, um, well, it doesn't seem like Americans are as impressed with the athleticism. What? Oh. And I think it goes back to the one poll saying, what, 50%? people said they thought they could compete in the winter olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do it. Which again is hilarious. Yeah. If that's true, I don't know exactly what. And a lot of people said well probably curling. Is there something else?
3: Yeah, but even curling, man. I don't I know. I think a lot of people think that that's easier than it really is to do it at the level that they do. Oh yeah.
2: I no. No.
3: Yes. Um
2: but I mean, sometimes it, if people think that they would be great at bobsledding, do you understand
3: what that takes? Right. Or the that's... luge or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, all you're doing is just going down a slide, basically. <laughs> yeah. At 100 miles an hour right.
5: <laughs> with banked curves. But besides that, no.
3: Right.
2: And then people thought, well, you know, the delay of the 2020 Summer Olympics to just six months ago. And people have just, you know, seen the Olympics. So that's another reason why. Maybe there's something to that. It was the stench of China.
5: It was. Yeah. It absolutely was. It was hard for me to get enthusiastic about any of this.
2: More than anything else. Yeah, And, you know, and having one (laughs) of our athletes that grew up here then decide to ski for China. Yeah, that was that was a little bitter. I'm not saying that's the reason a lot of people didn't watch, but it didn't help. I don't think in a lot of ways. (laughs) Um. I happen to see this. Listen, I don't even like to get into these conversations. It doesn't mean that much to me. I am a believer in freedom. Have it your way, whatever it might be. Uh, But, David, I know you have strong feelings, especially when it comes to food and what to put on and what not. And I'm just delivering the story. Um, That is Hawaiian pizza is the number one pizza in four different states. Not just like some people kind of like it. We're talking Mm -hmm. number one in the state.
3: Yeah, okay. Which states? Which blue states? (laughs)
2: Oregon, (laughs) North Dakota, Missouri, and Ohio. Mm. Mm. Yes. I happen to like it. I have been ripped upon mightily for liking Hawaiian pizza for a long time. We'll trade those
3: states for a few places in Canada, right? Because the Hawaiian pizza was invented in Canada, One. And if you like Hawaiian pizza, you're probably a communist, and you'll fit right in in Canada.
5: <laughs> and if you sent a Hawaiian pizza to a trucker, your accounts are probably frozen right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so is it the fruit that's on the pizza that the biggest uh, thing? Pineapple's
3: the biggest... disgusting anyway. Yeah,
2: I'm not a pineapple person. Oh, I love person. pineapple. Yeah. yeah,
3: that's
5: okay. That's why they make pizzas half and half, you know? That's why. Oh, you
2: are a freeder or, or a lover of freedom. After well,
5: all, well, you can have your half. I want okay. my half
2: with all right. nothing but cheese, baby. We got to get to the Pentagon spokesperson, John Kirby. Hey, don't judge us based on Afghanistan. Next. Markley Van Camp and Robin show Jamie Markley David Van Camp Scott Robbins okay there are a lot of people in the United States not too sure about what's going to happen with Russia we don't have a lot of confidence right now especially after Afghanistan but the Pentagon spokesperson John Kirby says whoa whoa whoa! hey don't judge us on that come on
3: right well they're you know as you said the Biden administration is involved in trying to avoid war between Russia and Ukraine and there is not a ton of confidence, given the fact that the last major foreign policy move was a disaster. And it just happened back in August. Yep. So it's not like distant history here, okay? Uh, now, on Fox News, Pentagon spokesman John Kirby was asked if there are, have been any lessons learned from Afghanistan that could apply to this today.
2: Hmm. Well, we're still digesting uh, what happened in, in August, Bill. I, I suspect your question is trying to, you know, get at sort of anything we learned from August that we're trying to apply now. They are two very different circumstances, Bill, and there, there's there's not a lot of parallel between uh, what we're seeing now in Ukraine and what we see what we saw in Afghanistan. We were ending a 20-year war there, uh, and we were okay. Oh, well, it's timeout. But you can certainly spot incompetence, right. can't you? Mm-hmm. You know, maybe if someone gave their word on something before, maybe you don't go back there again. Yeah, you can't get burnt again. Well, this isn't the type of business you get to screw up constantly, and it's like, oh, it's all part of the process.
3: Well, I, I, I mean, the thing is, is like, is the situation with Ukraine identical to Afghanistan? Of course not. But the the root question is, what about your operational efficiency? What about the chain of command? What about the planning? That failed to happen with Afghanistan. Why would anybody be confident that our plans now with this much more complicated situation uh, are going to magically work themselves out? I mean, the, the, the absolute debacle of Afghanistan resulted in, in part, a massive breakdown in communication that led to the United States of America bombing an aid worker carrying water and killing kids as well.
2: And we lost thirteen of our own in an attack that a lot of people didn't think need yeah. to happen. Well, so you know, yeah, forgive mean, the questions there, John. Uh,
4: and we were dealing with uh, a massive evacuation of, of a lot of people, one hundred twenty-four thousand, in the course of two weeks. Uh, this is not the same situation. Uh, this isn't. This this is actually trying to prevent a war from happening, and that's why. Back to your earlier question. Yeah. Uh,
2: did you learn anything? Yeah.
5: Okay. Well, it's a company that makes really crummy lawnmowers, really crummy, and then they make ceiling fans, same company name. You would be a, a little hesitant to buy that ceiling fan because of the crappy <laughs> lawnmower you bought from them, right? Yes. Okay. I don't know where you came up with well, that the analogy, <laughs> analogy, but it does make sense. Right, I get what you're saying. The name is on it. It's like, right. no, you, wait a minute, I have every right to ask you this question. Every right. Yeah,
2: did you ha- did you learn Anything.
5: Anything. Right. about the crappy lawnmowers you were building before I buy this ceiling <laughs> fan.
2: Man, of all the things that I figured you'd go off on today, I didn't uh, know it would be that one, but it, yeah, sure. This guy frustrates me.
5: Are you i you saying that
3: sharp-edged ceiling fan blades might not catch on, Scott? Maybe not,
5: yes. Based on prior history.
2: <laughs> um. Okay, let's just get this frustrating story out of the way. Uh There is a trans child molester that was bragging about not doing prison time.
3: Yeah, we talked about this story about a month ago. Uh, He's a dude who goes by the name of Hannah Tubbs now. He molested a 10-year-old girl in a Denny's restroom when he was a couple of weeks away from turning 18. Well, he was finally arrested, and the Los Angeles District Attorney, George Gascon, prosecuted him as a minor because he was a minor at the time, technically a minor at the time of the crime. And said, yeah, well, well, we'll go along with this idea that the person identifies as a woman now because, remember, this guy decided he was trans after being arrested. So he's being <laughs> housed in a juvenile facility with the girls, a guy who molested a 10-year-old and sexually assaulted other young girls. Awesome. Uh, well, now Fox News grabbed some audio of phone calls that he made from jail bragging to his dad about how nothing was really going to happen to him.
4: Don't worry about it. It's a strike, but they're going to plead. I'm going to plead out to it, I'm going to plead guilty. They're going to stick me on probation, and it's going to be dropped. It's going to be done. done. I won't have to register. Once or nothing. For uh, an offender, you don't have to register. I won't have to do none of that. So
1: what are they going to do to you? That
4: nothing.
3: That's the problem. Yeah, all the way around. Wow. Part, part of the other audio, or part of the other transcript, I should say, from one of the calls. And I'll I'll just quote him word for word. I'm not throwing these words out there, but he did. He said, so now they're going to put me with other trannies that have seen their cases like mine or with one tranny like me that has a case like mine. So when you come to court, make sure you address me as her.
2: Just to play along with the part. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, when different people had brought this up, when these insane different laws or procedures were talked about, People were shouted down. That's not going to happen. People aren't just going to play like they're the opposite sex. You're being unreasonable. No, you could see this sort of thing happening. And for anyone that says, yes, it's okay, put him him in with the girls, the person that made that decision, public caning. I know that's not going to happen. But would you really have a problem with it if it did? Nope. David?
3: No, it's common sense. Right.
2: Got to have common sense, man.
5: Well, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, you get leniency if you pretend, if you're a guy and you pretend you're a
2: woman. Yes. I mean, let's say for whatever reason, you got framed and you're going to go to prison, Scott. Yeah. But you can be referred to as Scottina. You identify as Scottina. I
5: am Scottina.
2: (laughs) See? Are you going to do it? Of course I'm going to do
5: it. I'm going to be Clinger. I'm going to wear the dress and have the purse and yeah. (laughs) Going back all the way to yeah. Well, whatever. Fantastic. But whatever. I like got to, reference on this show. Whatever I got to do, right? Right. I mean, I don't want to be housed with those guys. They'll beat me
2: up every day. <laughs> I don't need that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people have talked about this for a long time. Yeah, it, that's exactly what would happen. My gosh. It is President's Day today. Uh, people were polled about that. You think he'd make a good president? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, I, I don't know who they talk to when it comes to these different polls. This is Gov. so take it for what it's worth. I'm always thinking to myself, no. no. My attention span is what it is. I mean, you've got to juggle a lot of plates to do that job. you got to know a lot of things, you know, about so many things that are going on and that can change in a moment's notice. And the energy that it takes. I mean, sometimes when people say anybody over the age of 70, I probably wouldn't vote for because of the amount of energy it actually takes to do the job. I get it. Mm-hmm.
5: 48% of men said, yeah, I'd be interested. Same ones that think they can get in the Winter Olympics.
3: <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, jeez. <laughs> or, or remember All, that, that poll where it was like 15% of men said that they could beat up a bear right. or something like that? <laughs> like, no, you
5: couldn't. I Almost, promise 50, you could almost 50% think they could be the president. <laughs>
2: That, wow. That's why I always wonder, where do they ask these questions? Yeah. Are they alone? Are they drunk? Is it online? Or did they go to the bar? Right. Are they in front of a bunch of ladies they want to ask out on a date? Are yeah. they in front of their buddies? Mm-hmm. Uh, 31% of women said, yeah, I'd be interested in that. Um 63% said their performance would be much better or a little better than the average U.S. president throughout history. <laughs> okay. If you're looking at this one, yeah. Yeah, you just can't look at the current. You'd have to go back through history. Mm-hmm. Do you think your performance would be much better or a little better than the average? We'll go youth before beauty here. David?
3: Oh, I think I'd make a great president, honestly.
2: Scott?
5: I mean, no. No, <laughs> I wouldn't. No. Oh, I, I want no part of that. Why do you think you wouldn't? Uh, I don't have the temperament, I don't think, to be a president. Meaning you'd fly off the handle? I don't think I have the
2: patience. And there are times you can be somewhat of a doormat. Yes. It's the extremes. Yes. It's you're going off or, well, okay. Right. It can be agreeable, but. Right. Someone yeah. comes in with a sob story. Yeah, I know. You could talk all tough, but all of a sudden <laughs> you would just go limp right there. Yeah,
5: Boom. Okay. Don't
2: say limp. Right. Okay. Uh, you'd, you'd go flat. Thank you. How's that? There you go. And why do you think you'd make a good president, David?
3: Oh, because I wouldn't do anything. That would be what I'd run on. I'm not going to do anything. In fact, I'm going to make sure that the federal government stays out of your life as much as possible. Oh, got it. I'm not signing any new bills. I'm not doing anything. In fact, I'm dissolving the EPA. I'm I'm dissolving USDA. I'm dissolving the Department of Education. Everything.
2: Got it. So it's almost like if you want the candidate for progress, I'm not your guy. (laughs) That's Yellowstone.
5: (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Yeah. That's John Hunt right there. Yeah. It might work.
3: Yes. I'm the Did back to basics story. guy. Yeah. Plus baton to the back of the skull. You know, well, that stuff.
2: Yeah. That's a bumper sticker. I mean, as long as you take in public caning, I'll vote for you. <laughs> How about electric Bring bleachers? One. Well, listen, can't you, man. can we throw them all in there? See, I never know if you're joking about electric bleachers. When I talk about public caning, I'm not joking. I'm, well, I'm not joking either. Time and money. So electric bleachers. Yes. How? Now you're talking about like a, at a stadium sort of bleachers. Yeah. Or is ble- it just like, like, a, like the like metal like game. the
5: metal bleachers you see at like a high school football game or whatever? Those, and then you pour water on their heads, and then you just flip the switch.
2: Done. And, and not one at a time. So if there's None. going to be no, some it's a waste sort of
5: time, yeah. doing it one at a time, you got the pomp and circumstance, and well, how many the do, you do meals And all that. What? How many at a time? Oh, I think the bleachers would hold maybe 120. Holy smokes! 130. yeah <laughs> I mean, there is a
3: death row backlog. Right, exactly, we need to clear that up. <laughs> Let's get some efficiency in this in this area.
5: Before I took office, we had a death row backlog. <laughs> I cleared the books. Now we're saving up. you
3: money. The <laughs> That's
2: right. Don't have to feed them, house them, nothing. <laughs> okay, we'll wait a second to get to this other story. Then we'll take that all in for a second. People think I'm out of my mind for saying publickane, Are you for real? Yeah. Province. No, I'm serious. Electric bleachers 120. <laughs> Critical race theory now in med school. What? We'll get to that much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins.
0: Someone has to tell China, you can steal our trade secrets, our software, and our intellectual property, but we draw the line at our hot freestyle skiers.
2: Bill <laughs> well, Mar, uh, yet another week where people are saying, oh, my gosh, this guy is sounding more, well, conservative all the time. It is something, isn't it? It really is. Man. It really is. One other short one.
0: We knew there were whole countries, but who knew there was a whole superpower?
2: Talking about China. It, we'll get into more of that a little bit later. That's just a little taste. But you think about China, and you wonder, for the amount of people in America that have sort of sold our soul as a country to China, if they're going to be taken to task hearing that more and more like how did all of this exactly happen people are getting curious all of a sudden how did we get ourselves in this position with china it's pretty interesting uh i mentioned critical race theory being taught now in medical schools medical schools yes i had never heard that before i I figured once you get through your four year you're done right with that it's just part of what they're trying to indoctrinate the kids with Apparently, it's found in mandatory programs at 23 of the top 25 U.S. medical schools. Saw the story at Fox. And I'm like, okay, really? And it was William Jacobson telling Fox News, the racialization of medical school education is troubling. It's one thing to recognize the health needs of different populations. It's entirely different to inject racial politics into medical care. Demanding that medical school students become activists is dangerous. Mm. And, you know, I know that there have been mayors of different cities across the country um, that are sort of well-known now. Uh, governors that no one would have known about have become well-known because they've been so bad during COVID. And one of them is mentioned in this story. And I definitely wanted to bring this up for Robbins. Um The study found that 16 of the top 25 medical schools have declared that anti-racism, you know, CRT, DEI, other elements are going to be embedded in the general curriculum. Among them is the University of Chicago Pritzker School of Medicine. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) The picture of health.
3: That that is pretty funny that that the Pritzker family, I mean, J.B. Pritzker is a rather rotund individual.
2: Yes, he is. Pritzker School of Buffets would be more accurate. (laughs) The University of Chicago Pritzker School of Medicine, where first-year students must take health equity, advocacy, and anti-racism. That's a lot of money for that, and you have to take it. Where are we? That is insane. And how did that happen overnight? It didn't happen overnight. No, it it's didn't, been the no. slow creep.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: No, they they talk about, um, or a lot of times you'll hear anti CRT activists come out and say, "We got to get this out of the schools, right? We got to get this out of curriculum. We need to make yes. sure that we are." The next focus has to be where these teachers, instructors, are learning it. That's sort of like the nest, if you want to think about it, right? Yeah, you, you can you can squash the termites, but until you find where they're coming from, it's you, you gotta you you know you're not you're gonna have to keep fighting the problem.
2: So true. At the University of Michigan Medical School, school's anti-racism oversight committee recommends that it incorporate critical race theory, health justice, an intersectionality framework into doctoring materials. What are we talking about? I don't know. That's it, it's troubling. Mm-hmm. By the way, totally different story, but switching gears, speaking of the University of Michigan. Go Howard. What was that all about? Big Ten basketball game yesterday. Coach of Michigan, open hand slapped a coach from Wisconsin in the handshake line after the game. Because they took a timeout with, like,
5: 25 seconds to go or something.
2: It was less than 10. Yeah, they,
5: it, because they needed a clock reset. Cause they would have put him into a situation where guys were scrambling to get the ball across the midcourt and it was the second team and the coach didn't want to do that. He wanted to take the ball out at half court. So he took the last time out or whatever.
2: And so Michigan was ticked. Yes. And they you're were calling time out. The game's already over, right. which it was, but that's why they did it. So here's the, the bottom line is you can't just, you know, start yelling at somebody and then open hand no. smack them. I mean, there are even publications in Detroit right now saying he's going to have to go. Oh, yeah. Massive suspension or go. Oh,
3: it's yeah. not the first time he's had something like that happen either. No. No, he's,
2: it's not. He's had some anger issues before. But this whole, hey, you're taking time out, the game's basically over. Mm-hmm. What the other coach is saying is, hey, I got my reserves in, and now all of a sudden they got to break a press. Right. I don't want to do that to guys fresh off the bench. Right. So no, Well, if you're going to keep pressing. What are pressing, you doing
4: pressing? If you're, yeah.
2: And Jawan Howard say, No, that's just what we run. It's ma- it's hard man to man. Well, call it whatever you want. You're not letting the clock run out. No. So the other coach is like, Well, no, then I'm not going to do that. Then we'll go ahead and call the timeout if that's the way you want to play it. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens, man. Well, I mean, wait, at I'm, least I'm I'm the waiting. suspension. I'm waiting. You're waiting for what race to come into this? Sure. Because he smacked a white guy? It will be. Yep. So it, so it will. Where we're at right now, I would not be surprised. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. The Martin Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie, Martin, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, good thing we have a clear message when it comes to Russia and where we're at right now.
3: Yeah. What is that message, David? I'm, I'm not really sure. Okay. Honestly, uh, because Kamala Harris went to Germany in order to try to smooth things over, I guess. Or to try to, (laughs) you know, whatever, restate our commitment to NATO or something and we're going to uh. impose costs. It might hurt us, but we got to stick our necks out there a little bit is what she said.
2: I don't get it. I don't either. Okay.
4: And let me be clear. Oh boy, here we go. I can say with absolute certainty if Russia further invades Ukraine, the United States together with our allies and partners will impose Significant and unprecedented economic costs.
1: Well, not just that,
2: as David said, might put ourselves out there, too.
4: It requires sometimes for, for us to put ourselves out there in a way that maybe we will incur some cost. And in this situation, um, that may relate to energy costs, for example. But we are taking very specific and appropriate, I believe, steps. To mitigate what that cost might be if it
5: happens. What are the steps, please? I mean, do that now. Why not? I, I don't get it. I don't, I know. I
2: mean, Biden said that the other day, did he? Yes, well, there were tools in the toolbox, oh, yes, as far as energy costs. Yeah, there were levers to be pulled. pulled. Well, pull the freaking that, levers already. That's what I said. What are you waiting
5: for? Who's got the toolbox? I need to look around in there. There's got to be some
2: tools left, right? Well, the same way, we also have negotiating room here with the Russians, right? And we've got sanctions. We're ready to put on them. What if they invade? Not if they threaten to invade, like they'd send all their troops there. Yeah. Like that might be a good time to come down with the sanctions. See, this is just a little taste of what you're going to get if you keep going in this direction. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't want to go that far with actual sanctions here, the really tough ones that we're planning on, the unprecedented sanctions, we're right. only going to do that if what? They go in, some people are dead, and then if you ask the question, well, that's insensitive. How is it insensitive? It seems reasonable to ask the question. Mm-hmm. I, part of that I just don't understand.
5: Every time she starts a sentence with, let me be clear, She's coached on that. It it's going to be the most convoluted grouping of McGurkin and the planet, what comes out of that cake hole next. And she always thinks it doesn't she sound like a person that's on the mountaintop and and she's she's speaking to the masses, this great order. And it's such phone it's as phony as she is. It always is.
2: Well, yes, because she is, she's trying to play a part. Right,
5: it's smart, you know, tough.
2: Authoritative, yes,
5: right, and it just comes off as this cynical.
2: Listen, gibberish. It, if you're doing, you know, like the first job you've ever had in sales, yeah, and your boss is telling you, "Listen, you may be scared going into that first call, but you got to fake it till you make it." Mm-hmm. Okay, you just play the part.
5: That's a great analogy. That's and, a great analogy,
2: yeah. and you'll grow into the yes. role. Yes, this isn't the time for that. With Kamala Harris? No. Or you get what we heard? What?
4: Absolutely. We strongly believe. And, and remember also that the sanctions are a product not only of our perspective as the United States, but a shared perspective among our allies. And the allied relationship is such that we have agreed
0: <laughs> yeah. that
4: the deterrence effect of these sanctions is still a meaningful one, especially because, remember also, we still sincerely Hope that there is a diplomatic path out of this moment. And, and within the context then of the fact that that window is still opening, although, open, although it is absolutely narrowing, <laughs> but within the context of a diplomatic path still being open, the deterrence effect we know? believe has merit. <laughs> really.
2: all right. What this is a, going on? Okay, if you don't mind sacrificing your kid's grade, try this. Just take what she just said. Write it out. Turn that in as a paper. <laughs> and get it graded. And see what happens.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy. I was gonna say it kind of sounds like a ninth grader playing for time during a report on Julius Caesar.
2: Yes. <laughs>
5: like, yes. Like, like not, stalling out like, like you total. had to
2: do a two minute speech.
3: Like, you know, yeah, you know you're watching the clock. Okay, I got thirty seconds on the Ides of March and uh, uh. well then what happened was uh he says a two brute and um <laughs> Uh, I think he gets stabbed. Uh yeah, it they there was like a senate, but not like the US Senate, but kind of like the you know It was meaningful. It was meaningful. <laughs> oh. And they
2: were trying to use every lever <laughs> that they could at that time, and it was meaningful because they had people together on this and they were allied. The end.
5: Okay. The window is open, but it's slightly closed, but not all the way closed. It's just propped open a little bit at the bottom, which indicates, of course, and, and the word indicates gets thrown out at
3: the uh, I think, yeah, one, one of the uh, home renovation guys left a shim in there, so the door's right. not completely closed. It
5: closed but it's right. getting close. It's very close to being closed And once it's closed, of course, you got to get a locksmith because nobody's
2: got a key.
3: Yeah, and once
5: right. we can't find a key to it.
2: Meanwhile, the CDC only publishing a fraction of the COVID data that they have.
3: Yeah, this is another another one of those things that made you a a disinformation peddler when you brought it up, I don't know, a week ago. But now the New York Times has a report out that uh, says the same thing. Hey, you know, the CDC is only publishing a tiny fraction of the COVID data they have. Why is that? Uh, Some of the data is being restricted to only being available to state agencies. Some is limited altogether. And some of it just, well, never sees the light of day. Uh, For example, the CDC has been collecting data on hospitalizations for COVID-19 across the U.S. for over a year, breaking it down by age, race, and vaccination status. Most of that data not made public. No. That would be pretty important. Uh, But you
2: bring it up like last week.
3: It's more misinformation.
2: No, they don't put it out. Yeah, They have the info. Why?
3: Well, their, their report on the effectiveness of boosters in adults under the age of 65, published two weeks ago, completely omitted all data for 18 to 49-year-olds. It's a pretty big gap in that report. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yes, it is. So the CDC, though, their Go defense ahead. is that, uh, well, that information could be misinterpreted. They don't want people to question the vaccine's effectiveness.
2: Then when you put it out, make sure you explain it clearly. Right. Why the numbers are what they are. Or is it something else? Is there something else you don't want people to see? Because when you hide it from them, that's what you naturally think. That's the human response. Why are you hiding it? There is a reason why. And all this whining and moaning about misinformation. What are we going to do? we got to keep track of all the misinformation. If we could just not have to deal with that, we could do so much more work. You create it. I mean, we know for a fact, right, that there have been a lot of deaths, 18 to 64. People aren't quite sure why. It could be more suicides. It's not supposed to be COVID-related. It could, might be, um, more heart disease, uh, because people weren't exercising enough, uh, more cancer because they got diagnosed late. It could be a number of different things, right? Mm-hmm. But when you hide information for people or from people, they're wondering, does it have something to do with the vaccine?
1: Oh, don't say it.
2: Right. Don't say it. Mr. Misinformation, you could get thrown in jail for that. Sure. What do you think people talk about all the time because they're wondering they don't know what's going on? Just put the information out so people know. That's something, and I'm surprised, actually, that the failing New York Times actually did the story.
3: Well, the the New York Times, what we've noticed, especially with COVID, is that whatever conservative media was talking about approximately Uh, 12 months ago is going to be new news to them. It's so true.
2: And they treat it that way. That's what's so maddening to so many people. (sighs) Again, things you talked about months ago, it was like with masks. And it really doesn't work with children. I mean, we've brought this up several times. You were shouted out of the room. You could get kicked off of YouTube for it. And then all of a sudden, you know what? We've seen these studies and the Atlantic reports on it. Really? Holy smokes. Well, finally. Um, did you see? Do we have time to do this right now? We'll do, we'll do the voting. It's so hard to vote in some of these states that are trying to keep oh people of color from voting. No, it's not. Well, <laughs> Oh, we'll get to that in okay. a bit. Um, You guys are big lovers of dogs, pets in general, you know, but certainly dogs do. Yeah, I, I think we today all like dogs. National Pet Day. Um, if a company wanted to pay you $1,000 to watch and write about six dog movies, would you do it? Sure. You would.
5: But there's so many of them rip your heart out. It, it's They're terribly depressing, but I'd do it, yeah.
2: Okay, really, $1,000, so you got to watch these six movies, yeah. and then you have to write an essay about each movie. Yeah, you know, the essay part's difficult, but... You'd still do it? Yeah, I probably would, because I like, I mean,
5: I've wasted time watching a lot of movies. Okay. I didn't get paid for it. Like A Dog's Life, Marley and Me? Yeah, I would, yeah, Marley and Me's a tough one, that's a tough one.
2: A lot of these are tough ones. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, they're all tough.
2: You would still do it? Because usually the dog dies,
5: yeah. Well, yes. And nobody wants to hear about a dog dying. They don't.
2: Well, I mean, it's just sad. Would you do it, David? No, I would not. I don't want to write six essays. I don't. Well, I don't want to write
5: six essays either. Do they tell you how long they have to be? Can they be like a page, <laughs> like a, a
2: synopsis? Instead? You're already you're already in now. <laughs> you already agreed to it. Yeah, I
5: suppose I would.
2: And you would be. You'd have snot bubbles. I know. The way you are with the weeping and everything else. I got
4: to talk about a. Dog dies. Your boy Casey Kasem right there.
2: Casey and I. A lot of people were like ready to sign right up, and I'm, I played that out a little bit. That's a long time if you put it per hour. And what are they you, trying to do? Well, it's for a dog website. Oh, okay. You know, talking about how much dogs mean in your life, that sort of thing. But, man, that that's heavy there. All right, and we'll get to how hard is it to vote in Texas. you got to hear this straight ahead. Robin Show. I'm Jamie Martin, the Gen Xer, the Millennium, David Van Camp, Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Uh huh. See, <laughs> it seems like Texas wants to go back to the days of Jim Crow. This would be like Jim Eagle <laughs> with the voting. That's what Biden said. <laughs> That's right.
3: This is, this is crazy. Well, primary season is underway. Yeah. And. Good Morning America decided to do a story about how bad Texas is because they're trying to keep people from voting, and it's racist. Wait a second, because of IDs? Yes, because, oh, if you want to do a mail-in ballot now, you've got to submit either your Social Security number or your driver's license number. Okay, easy enough. It's got to be one of those. And if you're confused about which one is which, you can contact. I literally just did it during the break. Yeah. You can check. You can see what your registration status is. You can do it very, very quickly. But apparently that's my white privilege showing because I know how to type in my name.
5: Hang on. If you're confused Mm. about whether it's your driver's license number or your social
3: security number? Yeah, which one you're supposed to use. Okay. Yeah.
5: All right, this doesn't make any
4: sense. All right, go ahead.
3: Listen to this report. All right. This is Good Morning America. Yes. All right.
4: What was the first thing that crossed your mind when you learned of the new election laws in the state of Texas? Jim Crow 2.0. 74-year-old yes. Pam Gaskin has been voting by mail for nearly a decade. She says it has never
2: been this hard to cast her ballot. Have you ever experienced okay, Hold any- on a second. What? what is hard about that?
5: <laughs> What's hard about
2: that. Well, I think she'll explain and then just wait to go off. As a matter of fact, it's just so
5: hard. Okay, go ahead.
4: Have you ever experienced anything like this before? No, no. You don't know which way to turn. Pam and her husband, Michael, who suffers from Parkinson's
2: disease, were denied ballots twice. And they are among thousands of voters who have had mail-in ballot applications rejected in Texas. One reason, for the first time, voters are required to submit their Social Security number or driver's license number, and it has to be the same form of ID they use when they first register to vote. For Pam, that was 46 years ago.
3: Yes, David. It's two options, right? Yeah. It's yes. like, yes, you don't have to guess. You call somebody. Right. And you say, hey, which, formed, which, which form of ID do I need to submit? Is it my Social Security number or my driver's license? But they're making it sound like this poor old woman doesn't know because it was 46 years ago that she did this. Dude, you can look it up online.
5: Um, yes. Some people don't have computers or Internet access, David. Oh,
3: okay. You got a phone? Some people call. don't have phones. You know, I, I did see a report out of San Antonio where, when early voting got underway for the primaries. And it was kind of a ghost town at a lot of polling places. Not a big line, not a big wait. You can show up and vote in person. Still do that. Yeah, makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And if you didn't have the phone and you didn't have a computer, you could ask people there, hey, uh-huh. how do you do this? You'd probably do that as well.
3: Yes, you can.
2: And they probably could speak in a number of different languages to help you. Anyway. Oh.
4: I'm 74 years old. I certainly... Didn't remember what I put on my application. It took three forms, 28 days, several calls, and some guessing before her mail-in ballot was
1: accepted. Oh, that's
3: irony. <laughs> After all of that, it took you a month to figure out which form of ID to submit. You can't. But you notice they never actually go into any details about why it was so hard. What, what were you actually running right. into? What problem were you really running into? Because if if it comes down to, I couldn't remember if it was my social security number or my driver's license number. Again, that's a problem that you can solve pretty quickly with a phone call.
2: It would be really interesting to see polling. Take a thousand random people to watch that story and see what what their takeaway was. Because there would be a number of people saying, yes, it's terrible what they're doing. Poor lady, just let her vote they make it seem much more difficult sure. than it actually is well that's the idea well that's you have the to whole create thing. a
5: controversy
2: with those laws remember when they talked about ids and and showing id how racist that was and they're out polling people and it wasn't just white people asian americans it was people of color yeah no big deal show an id of course remember when Ami Horowitz went around talking about, hey, do you know where the DMV is in Harlem? Well, of course I know where the DMV is. What are you, stupid? What, do you think I'm dumb? You're insulting my intelligence. Mm -hmm.
3: Goodness Uh, gracious. It was really funny. They interviewed two other people who had shown up at the polls. It's two white ladies. And, of course, they found the people with the thickest southern accents. Some people are supportive of the new laws. Yeah, we don't want any cheating going on. (laughs) I mean, that's. That's it, right? Is that this poor downtrodden lady couldn't figure out how to fill out a stupid right. form?
2: Yes. Ah. Goodness. By the way, uh, you doing all right, David? It's almost like a day off being at work for you. Yeah. Because don't you have some people ill at home? Yeah. And then we... There was like the double dose for your oldest. Yeah. That turned out to backfire for
3: my for my daughter. Yeah, baby Chuck. She uh, we've had some cold making it making the rounds. It's not COVID yeah. or anything. But she was, uh, stopped up a bit, uh, in the nasal cavity and also down below. She had some constipation oh. issues going on. So my yeah. wife and I were like, hey, we've done this before. We'll do like a little mix of prune juice and water, like little mix, like 80, 20, somewhere around there, just to kind of get things going. Uh, except she, my wife didn't know that I had done it. So then she did it again. So she got a double jo- dose of prune juice yesterday morning. Uh, I walk in. It was a crime scene in that crib. That diaper, man, it, it held on for dear life. It really did. It put in the effort. But that's your where... parent
2: right now that is past that oh, stage is yeah, like, oh, man, I don't miss that. That's where...
5: Good thing you had that N95 hand. That's <laughs> yeah. where daddy and daughter
3: just jump into the shower clothes on, you know. Oh, <laughs> oh man.
2: Oh, baby. Yep. One shot. Not enough. Better make it two. <laughs> for the prune. Mm-mm. Uh, California camp had grown men bunking with little girls. Gotta get to that much more next. van camp and robin show as always thank you so much for being here i'm jamie markley that's david van camp there's scott robbins news update david van camp
3: well russia is set to recognize the independence of two breakaway regions of ukraine which are controlled by russian-backed separatists um, as part of the overall game plan the prep for invasion
2: because there are a lot of well, as they would say, Russians in eastern Ukraine. Yeah. So part of the plan. It was interesting when we were talking about all the sanctions that we've talked about. I think Kamala said incredible sanctions. Incredible. Some of the, some of the greatest. Yeah, the best ever. Of Why not use those ahead of time, before they ever invaded or like when they were piling up troops on the border? and. Here's how she answered
4: the question. But if you believe Putin has made up his mind, what leverage do you really have? Why not put those sanctions in place now? The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. But let's also recognize the unique nature of the sanctions that we have outlined. These are some of the greatest sanctions, if not the the, the strongest, that we've ever issued. As I articulated yesterday, it, it is directed at institutions, in particular financial institutions, and individuals, and it will exact absolute harm for the Russian economy and their government.
2: Yeah, as she said before, it's severe. I know. going to be severe if they go in. Okay. Well, once
5: he's got a big presser coming up, right? He's or, already or some doing sort it. Of... Something, yeah.
2: He's already said that's what's going to happen. Declare eastern Ukraine independence.
5: Yes. And will Kamala take credit for this with a stirring speech and threats?
3: Right. Well, I mean, by doing something like this, he can go in there and say, well, see, it's not actually an invasion. We're not invading anybody. We're just going to say hi to our new neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) Like a welcome wagon visit. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, don't you figure this is something... As far as we know, Putin's want to do for a long Damn. time, reassemble the Soviet Union. So there was Crimea 2014. Nothing happens for a number of years. All of a sudden, I mean, this is no mistake. It's the day after the Olympics because it would have been seen if he went in during the Olympics.
1: Oh, that's, that's,
2: that's quite a statement toward China. You can't do that. So he waits the day after knowing, okay, If I'm going to test the United States, it's probably now. Biden, Kamala. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. So here we go. We'll keep you up to date, see what happens next. What is the story with this camp in California? This is crazy. Oh, my
3: gosh, man. This is wokeness to a new level. Uh, A camp in California is apparently cool with letting adult men sleep in cabins with fifth-grade girls. Now, the parents aren't, but this happened at Camp Pali in San Bernardino, uh Weaver Elementary School in Los Alamitos sent kids to this science camp there, and male counselors who use they, them pronouns were allowed to sleep with the girls in the girls' bunk. Dear goodness. So the girls oh, come God. home, and they're telling, like, hey, this is kind of weird, but, you know, this dude who said he was non-binary, again, we're talking about fifth graders here. Yes. It's like, I don't, I don't really understand why they were using the same facilities as us, like restrooms and showers oh, and whatnot. My. I don't really understand Goodness. any of this. But under California law, the camp had to let counselors bunk wherever they wanted.
2: I mean, <laughs> it seems like it's happening more often right during the show one of us is going to be like stunned. Like you've got to be kidding. I'm it's happening. I'm shocked. Yes. And we have a. Clip
1: and I'm assuming that
3: parents yeah. didn't
5: know about this ahead no, of time. No, they had no idea. They didn't oh, know ahead God. of time.
3: Oh, and so parents are upset about this. So sure. wh- this is one mom uh, speaking with KTLA.
4: No parent should feel the way I feel after knowing what could have happened to my daughter. They're asleep, they use the shower, they go to the restroom. It's awful that children had to even experience this in fifth grade camp. If I was aware of it and I had initialed something saying that this was going to be done at this outdoor science camp, I would have kept my child home.
2: Yes. Of course. Yeah. So... It would seem the first thing you think is, okay, is a dad going to take action? That's the first well, thought I have. Yeah. And then it's, is that a lawsuit? But then you're talking about a law. By law, what?
3: Yeah, they by... have
2: to let these dudes.
5: Well, yeah, they broke no law.
3: Yeah. I mean, that that again, I, I don't know what the ultimate correct answer is with all this brave new world that we're supposed to be facing right now, but this certainly is not it.
2: You know, one thing that is, uh, play this out with me for a second, that seems to be common with the new woke left, hmm. is who gives a flip about the kids? Right. Don't care about the kids. Kids come in last. Don't care about their safety. Don't care about their well-being, yeah. their education, their growth. None of it. Throw it all out for wokeness.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was- I was talking to a buddy of mine who is very, very liberal and we go back and forth. We're still friends and everything, but we go back and forth on this stuff. And I just, I sent him that story and I said, I can tell you right now, I would not be cool with this. And he's like, well, why? You know, are you saying that non-binary people are more likely to molest kids or something like that? I'm like, dude, that's such a boring straw man argument. That's not what anybody has a problem with. These are adult men. Mm-hmm. Not not about. I don't set aside gender ideology for a second. These are adult men with girls in elementary school, and we're supposed to normalize that. We're supposed to say that that's okay. No. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's that simple. These are adult yes. men. Okay. Correct. And, and then, well, then said, well, what's the harm if they pass the background checks and all that kind of stuff, right? So, well, one, I don't know what the status of the background check kind of situation is a lot of camps do require that and i'd be surprised if california did not require something like that but it it was just so easy you turn that argument around you say okay well then what would be the harm with these dudes who don't identify as women they they say that they are non-binary what would be the harm in telling them to be in the boys bunk
2: they have some mental problems (laughs) i don't want them around my kid well
3: yes that's a totally different conversation as well that's the
2: only conversation i need I'm the parent of my kid. That's why. Yeah. I mean, it, how far do you want to go down this foolish conversation? At the, at the end of the day. Well, but it's not. No, it's some pseudoscience that someone made up 50 years ago. Right? Because this crap didn't exist before that. What we're talking about right now, the identifier and all of that. No, it needs sanity. I mean, it's it's like in. Almost engaging in that entire circular conversation is part of the game. In the end, <laughs> sorry, it's just like the swimmer in Pennsylvania, okay? That's not a woman, period, the end. Yes, but you don't understand the identifier, and you don't understand, you know, it's been um, hormone suppression, and it doesn't matter. That is a man, the man can't compete with women. Women need to be protected in this. Those girls couldn't speak out because of fear. It's awful. And again, you keep going around, and who pays the price for a lot of this stuff? It's the kids. And it needs adults with some guts to stand up and make it stop. That's insane. And to not give the parents a ahead of, ahead of time. Well, what's wrong with that? There's everything wrong with that we got to start having some common sense. You know who is really (laughs) turning from left? I guess Bill Maher wouldn't say he was left. He would just say he's an old-school liberal. Has turned the corner, at least to me, on a lot of things. Either that or woke up one day and said, man, the left has gone so nuts, I just cannot identify with this anymore.
5: And the SEALs in his audience are really struggling. They don't know whether to applaud or not applaud or... Whether to be disgusted, whether to agree with. They don't know what to do. He's got them all tied up in knots right now.
2: This was Bill Maher the other night talking about, well, in general, wokeness.
0: The definition of woke was supposed to be being alert to injustice in society. But because the woke now see race first and everything else never... Fear of being accused of racism has given a free pass on human rights abuses to China and any other places that are perceived as non white. If China was in Europe, would they get away with having concentration camps without more of an outcry from America? If men were forcing women to wear this in, say, Massachusetts, would that go as unremarked on as it does?
2: That was, if I remember right, a picture of one of the Uyghur Muslim women. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Right. The Chinese classify transgender as a mental illness. They yep. just edited Friends episodes so that Ross's wife is definitely not a lesbian. <laughs> How would that go over here? Didn't Martha Lu- Luther King say an injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere? Uh, can, we, can we still quote him?
2: <laughs> you can, but we found out. It's not character. It is the color of skin. Exactly the opposite of what he said.
0: In in 2020, NBA players wore jerseys that said freedom, speak up, and justice. But I guess those things only matter for home games. Sorry, Uyghurs. (laughs) Someone has to tell me where we got this rule that you can't criticize China because I suspect we got it from China. It's the money, man. Oh, yeah. A whole lot of money. Because after all, it's where we get everything else. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, man. Well, yeah, I mean,
3: I, I think you had talked about the Wuhan lab uh, yes. theory and point that we talked about a bunch of times. Is like, why is it racist to say it came out of a sophisticated research facility, but it's not racist to say it's because Chinese people eat bats, right? It's because that's Chinese propaganda. They know how to play with us because the woke left is so insane. Yes.
2: And they have their hands and money into our media. It's it's all over the place. I mean, unless more people like him start standing up to that and talking about China or if it is how many companies in America that make, you know, gobs of cash off of China. And that's called out. And because it does seem there more that people understand it a little bit, they make different choices as far as what they're going to buy. Not Mm -hmm. everybody. But there were some people over this whole Olympics that surprised me saying, we're just not watching it on purpose, almost sort of as a boycott. Like, I will not support it by watching it. Because they've been educated on what really goes on in China.
5: Well, also, it seems like the Joe Rogan thing is essentially over now. I don't hear anything about Joe Rogan anymore. I mean, they ran hard up the hill to get Joe Rogan. uh, And then Spotify with Neil Young and his ilk. I mean, all of a sudden, his music is back on Spotify again. But they're not done
2: with Joe Rogan. I don't think they're done. Well, they
5: may not be done with him, but this certainly has quieted down quite a bit
2: since then. At least for now. Yeah, we'll see. Okay, I don't want to bring this up again. Okay, maybe I do. I don't know. I don't care. But I do. Bob Saget. It is the craziest thing. Oh, man. How he died. Yeah. Because it was multiple fractures to the head, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then it was just, well, it it just, he bumped his head and went to sleep. Yeah. Okay. And then I see a headline that says, One of Bob Saget's last gigs was cooking bacon with a porn star in a rap video. (laughs) What? What? I'll say that again. Cooking Bops, bacon? Yes. With a porn star in a rap video. I'm not saying that means anything, but, does, well, I don't know, does it? I don't know. That's we'll it. get to that story, to news update, straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update. Man, more than four hundred Family Dollar stores to be shut down. Really? You didn't hear that? No. FDA discovered like a thousand dead rodents at the Arkansas distribution center. No oh, geez.
5: I thought that was only after you spent eleven dollars.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry. No. Well, there was one video that came out of one of the workers there actually feeding a rat a Pringle oh, mm. oh they like them oh, gosh it's you should see the picture they like them so you go into the story it's like it's man inspector said they found live rodents dead rodents mm. rodent feces mm. dead birds and bird droppings all over the place Wow yeah inside the store inside like the warehouse oh the wa- oh see where the yeah. goods are uh, that's where they bring the generic vanilla wafers. Well, and there's bottles of water. Yeah. I mean, that's everything in there.
5: This water tastes funky. It's
2: yeah, they found butter. them in various states of decay. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. After fumigating the facility, more than 1,100 dead rodents.
5: <laughs> oh, gosh, dang it.
3: <laughs>
5: Just dropping from the ceiling. You know it.
2: Oh, that
5: is gross. <laughs> Just-
3: that <laughs> just reminds me, though, when we said milking rats. I think there was a Simpsons episode about that, where, like, the mafia had a rat milking uh, uh, operation going, and they were selling the milk to the schools. Apparently, they weren't far off. They were selling it to the Dollar General.
1: Mm-hmm. Gosh dang it. Uh, and like,
2: like, who had to go out to the warehouse and bring some restock? I don't want to go out there it's after the fumigation. Well, this dude got fired for sharing the video. He's like, man, this place is a dump. So he's going around filming stuff and then leaks it out. He got fired. You know
5: those things were living in there for a long time because they could yeah. chew on the food. Don't,
3: don't don't you also know that there were some awesome eye rolls whenever a floor manager would walk by and say, where is your mask? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Goddamn.
2: Well, oh. the other part of this. The FDA said it's working with Family Dollar to begin, you know, the voluntary recall of affected products. It's voluntary, um, right? Because you got to know where they went, right? Um, so those products, and you've been in there, Scott. You've been in a Family Dollar. Before, well, sure, Hunter. I have. Yeah. Uh, well, the products include human food, pet food, oh, boy. dietary supplements, cosmetics.
3: <laughs>
2: That's a different Ooh, shade, isn't it? A rat. You, Medical devices, over-the-counter medications. Oh, buddy, uh, I mentioned the Bob Saget story. Let's just move on from that. This doesn't mean he, anything different happened during his death. I just we don't know anything. No, well, other than he had massive you know, head,
5: wound, head head trauma. Yes, and it was akin to being in, a, in an automobile accident, according to authorities. Or falling down stairs. Or falling down a flight of stairs, yes. But they
2: had said, well, Multiple he Multiple blows head. to the head. Yes. yes. Okay. So that is just an odd thing. And the
5: family hurriedly said, hey, no, no, no more information. Right. Right. To, right.
2: Apparently one of his last gigs was cooking bacon uh, with a porn star in a rap video. Rapper, designer, he's got a new video called Bacon. B-A-K-I-N. Like, hey, yeah, I'm baking. Like, bacon. Anyway, um, and Saget's in a full chef's outfit cooking bacon alongside, uh, Kendra Sutherland, who I don't know who that is, but anyway, uh, designer the rapper said that he used to watch Bob Saget as a kid and he'd fall asleep to it at night. Said so, so he was starstruck, you know, first time he met him. And he said, quote, after he passed away, it was different seeing that now he's back with the universe. We want to turn this up for Bob. You could say this is like a going home party for him, like to put the video out there. So there you go. Saget
5: took the gig? Some unknown rapper to do a video with?
2: Yeah, cooking bacon. With a tripper. Correct. Okay. Are you saying he was hard up for a gig? Well, that sounds desperate, doesn't it? Yes, as a matter of fact, it does. I don't know that that means anything, it's just an odd story. Yeah. This is the market Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here, Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, news update, David Van Camp, Russia.
3: Yeah, there are eastern regions of Ukraine that uh, apparently Vladimir Putin is going to recognize as independent nations. Uh, Which, I mean, we've seen this play out before with Russia in particular saying, oh, see, we're not actually invading, we're just going and claiming what is ours. Right.
1: From the Soviet uh, Union days, yeah. see, yes. it's
3: ours. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Okay.
2: So any talks that we would have had uh, did no good. Putin's Cut. had this plan, had it for a while, knew what he was going to do, and then mm-hmm. just goes ahead and does it. Yes. Okay.
5: So what does this mean, then? Does it mean they will invade?
3: It's mm, what it looks what,
2: like, yeah. what it's looking like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you <laughs> mentioned it in a way, David, where, oh, we're not invading, we're stopping in to say hello to our new neighbors.
3: Yes. Well, exactly. Because
2: they're independent there in the east part right. of Ukraine.
3: Well, if you say that, okay, pro-Russian separatists uh, in Ukraine have said that we are independent regions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to go visit, uh, you know, with 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 Daddy Putin for a little while. And then Putin shows up there, and then if Ukraine tries to do anything in defending territory it seizes itself, then they can say, see, we were actually just protecting our new friends there, our new buddies. Okay. Um, so then I suppose
2: I should ask this question. As our president said before, and I'm sort of wordsmithing, but I think you'll get the idea. Said, well, it all depends uh, to if he invades or not. Are we talking like minor incursion? Yeah, whatever that is. Would this be the minor incursion, or is this an invasion?
3: In our eyes, it's a good question. I Man, it's a great question because if you are, if if Russia is saying these the, these areas are not part of Ukraine officially, because mm-hmm. uh, we are recognizing them as independent states now then it's technically not even a minor incursion. Right. There's been a lot of wiggle room with all of this.
2: You see, it just depends on how you define that, really. And since we looked at the way we pulled out of Afghanistan as an incredible success, that gives the entire country pause. Like, uh uh-oh. Yeah. What could this possibly mean? So any tough talk that Kamala had over the weekend talking about sanctions and allies and together on this probably didn't do a whole lot.
4: Absolutely. We strongly believe. And and remember also that the sanctions are a product not only of our perspective as the United States, but a shared perspective among our allies. And the allied relationship is such that we have agreed that the deterrence effect of these sanctions is still a meaningful one, especially because, remember also... We still sincerely hope that there is a diplomatic path out of this moment. And within the context then of the fact that that window is still open, although it is absolutely narrowing, but within the context of a diplomatic path still being open, the deterrence effect we believe has merit.
2: I don't know if that speaks to people like Putin. They just don't. There seems to be other ways to go about it that at least seem to have been more effective in years past.
1: I would bomb the shit out of them. I'd blow up the pipes. I'd blow up the refi- I'd blow up every single inch. There would be nothing left. I would just bomb those suckers. Yeah. Well, I, I
2: understand that that was breaking norms, and at least our ruling class and, and media in the United States were freaking out. Oh, my God, he's got to get us into war. But you could make the argument it may have kept us from getting into anything because people thought he was nuts. They weren't quite sure what he was capable no of. No question about that. He wasn't talking about
5: windows being open and just a sliver and kind of closed and sort of closed and the stick was holding <laughs> and him up. Sanctions and minor incursion and sanctions. and
2: all of our allies were together on this and, and together.
5: You know, you just wonder if interpretation back to Putin is words, 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 and then just blah, 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 blah. blah. I don't have any idea what she's saying.
2: One other question. Well, I guess it would be a prediction because we really don't know. Is this now going to move forward as a narrative that Trump is happy because Putin has taken back a lot of the Soviet Union or his attempt is going to be to do so since they're still in cahoots?
3: <laughs> is that Dude, still the know, talking man. point? <laughs> the entire Russian stooge narrative has completely blown up.
2: Anytime I can work in cahoots, I want to do it.
5: well. <laughs> You know, as nuts as that sounds when you said it, I mean, I can hear that story being drummed up. Yeah, but Trump's probably happy happy right now.
2: Him and his buddy Putin. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, Got it. Oh, one thing we haven't had a chance to get to yet today. David, and you have followed the Alec Baldwin story more than anybody I know. Yeah. Can you please explain this, this news that came out, the New York Post had it, saying that experts are now saying Alec Baldwin may not have pulled the trigger? What? In this whole case with well, the death of the cinematographer? What? Well, I thought that was
3: a done deal. Well, so it so like we talked about after that ABC interview, theoretically you could do something depending on the on how that gun is configured you know, how true to the wild, wild west they wanted to be and whatnot with that particular gun. It's possible, but extremely unlikely. And based on that particular, what is it, a Pieta Army revolver, something like that? Anyway, based on that, in most configurations, it's not really possible that you could pull back the hammer and drop it and fire the gun. Now, I think the Santa Fe DA did an interview, maybe it was published on Friday. Yeah, I got said, part of it. Yeah, who who said that they have done their own tests on a different gun because the FBI has custody of the gun that Alec Baldwin used to kill that woman. Um, And they've said that in their tests, they've been able to fire the gun. Okay.
2: Well, remember the ABC News special? Ali Baldwin, unscripted. They brought the clip back of that. Yeah him saying, well, what he said
1: may be true. Now, in this scene, I'm going to cock the gun. And I said, do you want to see that? And she said, yes. So I take the gun, and I start to cock the gun. I'm not going to pull the trigger. I, I said, do you see that? She goes, well, just cheat it down and tilt it down a little bit like that. And I cock the gun. I go, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? And she says, and I let go of the hammer of the gun, and the gun goes off.
0: So you have this Colt 45, You just pulled
1: the hammer as far back as I could without cocking the actual.
0: And you're holding on to the hammer.
1: I'm holding I'm just showing. I go, how about that? Does that work? Do you, that? Do you see that? Do you see that? She goes, yeah, that's good. I let go of the hammer, bang, the gun
0: goes.
3: Off. Yeah. Hmm.
1: You still think he's getting charged.
3: I think so, yes.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's like that story that goes on and on just when you think, okay, mm-hmm. it's gonna be played out here, but it's still just up in the air, sort of. Mm-hmm. We really don't know what's gonna happen next. Okay. Other stuff we gotta get to. Um Democrats said it's sickening what? That Tucker Carlson wanted to interview Putin?
3: Yeah. For some reason, this is a controversy. Uh, Tucker Carlson is evidently trying to get an interview with Vladimir Putin. Seems rather newsy, right? Uh, But according to Democratic Representative David Cicilline, this shall not stand. He joins with other liberals who are saying that you should. It's like treason. Lawrence Tribe, noted Harvard professor, called it treason if Tucker Carlson wants to interview Vladimir Putin, around the time that Vladimir Putin is looking to invade Ukraine, it seems like that would be a rather newsworthy event. But anyway, here is uh, this representative, David Cicilline, on uh, MSNBC.
4: Okay. I mean, look, it's not frustrating. It's sickening. Uh, it's un-American. I mean, it's shocking. It's embarrassing. Um, he ought to be ashamed of himself. And this is a person, Vladimir Putin, who is trying to destabilize Europe to undermine
5: the NATO alliance, the security architecture that has kept the world at peace
4: and who stands in contrast to democratic values of freedom and Uh, This, you know, sovereignty of individual nations. So it's he ought not be given an audience on any American television. But this is, you know, a continuation of the propaganda machine
5: of Fox. So it's not surprising, but really, really disappointing.
2: I'm thinking about over the years, 60 Minutes talking about or doing interviews with all these world leaders. Yeah. To give you a snapshot into how they think, you know, they're full of crap and they're lying through their teeth. But you have an idea, right? What's the difference? Because it's not on your team?
3: I guess. You don't like Tucker? I don't know.
2: No, they hate him. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, Tucker found himself in some other controversy, too. He's sexist. Things he said about AOC. Apparently, I didn't see oh, the show Friday, goodness. but he opened the show Friday night, not with Russia. Not with Canada. It's that somebody on his staff got a copy of the new oh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez book that's coming out that was written by a couple of female <laughs> oh, journalists from fangirl. New it's York Magazine. It's all fangirl.
5: It's unbelievable. And he
2: did this the other time. I, there was a book out. It was Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, a steamy novel. Yes. yes. So he has one of his producers. With a British accent. Yes. Yeah, read it, yeah. To read a little yeah. part of the book. Fantastic. With AOC. Fantastic. Which is pretty funny. This so, is real, by the way. Yeah. You ready, David?
0: Yes. To say she is a feminist is to understate the facts. Ocasio-Cortez is the first politician in history to live fully out loud while female. And the degradations of womanhood are personal to her.
2: Live fully out loud while female. The
3: first? The first. The first one.
0: I think that's the quote, isn't it? First politician in history to live fully out loud while female.
3: I don't even know what
5: that, what is, what is fully out loud? What is that?
3: Like, unguarded or something like that? I don't... Okay. Like, she just won't be kept quiet. Mm-hmm.
2: Jeez. Not this maverick.
5: <laughs> this is out. this book is coming out, with this fawning... Yes. That's unbelievable.
0: Yes. I think there was one other piece that I heard. On the day of the House vote, Ocasio-Cortez stood up in the chamber, again wearing all-white, she looked like a prophet, oh, or God. a medium tapping a deep well of popular fury.
2: She looked like a
5: prophet, is this or real? a medium. Yes, it's from the book, dude. Yeah, there's a book coming out. This book is, it's,
2: yeah. They said it was just a fawning mess.
5: Oh,
3: it's a she, mess. She didn't look like a prophet. She looked like she was wearing a straight jacket.
2: Well, yes. But apparently, and they didn't do this part, they just mentioned it, I think... Wasn't it either in the first chapter or first few paragraphs they compare her to Jesus? Jesus, yeah.
3: I've never seen Van Camp bristle quite like that. (laughs) I'm not joking, dude.
5: Messianic figure that she is.
3: Yes. What has she actually done? Nothing.
2: What do you see? That is your hatred. No. Your
5: sexism. We have never in the history of time propped up so many people with so little accomplishments and fawned (laughs) over them. Your sex has done done nothing. violence.
2: Yeah. we got a vice
5: president who's done nothing. I don't think no. so. People that don't have accomplished
3: rem- nothing. Don't you remember Matthew chapter 8, verse 3? And Jesus said, like, um, yeah, so totally. <laughs> uh, yes.
5: <laughs> Jesus, but- known to some of his disciples as AOC.
2: <laughs> Golly. I think she was quoted in part of that piece, too. I don't know if we can take this. Do we even have time uh, yes, for this? Yes, we do, yes. No. But we
4: have to go into this <laughs> vote, eyes wide open. What did the Senate majority fight for? One of the largest corporate bailouts with as few strings as possible in American history.
2: Uh, <laughs> Just like little clips of her going Oh, on my down. God. <laughs> the book should be laugh out loud funny. Wow. We think should get it. Unintentionally funny, yeah. but funny nonetheless. Yes. Uh, Boy, there's a lot of records broken in college swimming in the female division uh, by a dude. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. van camp and robin show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins news update david van camp
3: so sleepy eyes chuck todd on nbc news on meet the press yesterday yeah interviewed the secretary of state anthony blinken about the ongoing crisis involving russia and ukraine and he asked a question that i'm kind of surprised he even asked but it's basically hey you know why is it that, I don't know, Russia didn't start doing this until Trump left office? Why, why, why is that? G- give us the talking points, please, Mr. Blinken. We, we, we need to still say that orange man bad.
0: Why didn't he do this under the previous administration who wasn't as supportive of NATO? Um, if you just look at it observationally, if he really wanted Ukraine and he didn't want the United States getting in the way... He perhaps had a uh, more of a a friendlier administration uh, in the previous one. Why do you think he didn't act then?
5: I hope you get a chance to ask him. Um, But, uh, look, here's what I can say. I I, I think and I really don't want to put myself uh, in in his his mind because it's it's very hard to do. But I think it's um, reasonable to, to, to think that as President Putin sees it, uh, Ukraine was slipping further and further away from his grasp uh, over time. <laughs>
2: Never addressed it. <laughs> no one buys that. The dude, I'm sorry, man. He sounds so weak. No. Yeah. And that's why, if you're Putin, what better time than now? If you feel like, all right, I'm taking the Soviet Union back. This is part of it. I don't suppose it gets any better than this, as no, far as time goes. No. So that explains that. <laughs> and if he had a P tape on Trump, that would have been the time, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? You want me to unleash this on the web? Have it go to every computer in the world? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, it's do you so- think that's ridiculous or do yeah, you think it's no, true? No,
5: it's true and Blinken is just so... None of these guys they are so weak, and it, uh, and uh, well, we, uh, we uh, it are, does not uh, instill uh, confidence. No, none whatsoever.
2: I mean, and it doesn't mean that you deliver every word like in a flowing manner. You just got to talk tough. Well, you right? Like, no, we're not doing it. Uh,
5: well, kind of uh, I, I, I don't know. know. Well, uh, hope you could think, ask him yeah,
2: that. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe scary him Putin.
3: Putin. Mm. That, yeah. Meanwhile, Putin is giving an address talking about uh, recognizing the independence of a couple of eastern regions of Ukraine and going on to say that basically all of the former Soviet nations are illegitimate because they've been propped up their puppet regimes from the West. And they had no right to break away from the Soviet Republic. It's what he's saying. I mean, it's on. That's what it sounds like. All right. Keep
2: you updated on that. Meanwhile, anyway, oh, speaking of the White House, you know, they were asked as far as, Hey, Joe Biden, all four, uh, trans folks competing in sports, like a trans female that's actually a biological man competing in women's sports. He's for that. Right. So he's got to be very proud of this moment with the University of Pennsylvania swimmer, the former Will Thomas, now Leah Thomas breaking five records, the Ivy League championships and, and dominating. Oh, well, White House won't say. And no comment there. I think that's a fair question, isn't it? I'm sure, it is. And if you're going to talk that talk when yeah. you're on the campaign trail and as you're coming into office, now that you see the fruit of that, mm-hmm. I didn't mean that any certain way. But I'm just saying, that seems to be a fair question. What you, What do you think of that? Sure, yeah, sure. They'll punt it. Well, it's up to the NCAA and U.S. swimming, blah, blah, blah. By the way, did you hear LeBron James get laid to waste by Bill Maher? Oh, it was excellent. You know, it doesn't even really need setup. Bill Maher was going off on China. And it's amazing, you know, this liberal seems to have have taken a red pill at some point. This is what he said about LeBron.
0: China doesn't want anyone to talk about it. And because so much money is involved, no one does. Two years ago, when the general manager of the Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey, tweeted, fight for freedom, stand with Hong Kong. He was forced to apologize. (laughs) In America, we're supposed to root for democratic government, not apologize for it. But the NBA has a television deal with China worth a billion and a half dollars. So LeBron James said Maury needed to be educated on the situation. The situation being, I got some shoes to sell.
3: (laughs) True.
2: (laughs) He wants to be Muhammad Ali so bad. Oh yeah. You failed that one, dude, in a big way. All right, you ready for your big three of the day? Let's do it. Scott Robbins, Detroit, Rebecca. Next, right ready. David Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to the trifecta news update, David Van Camp.
3: Uh, well, it's being described as a rather aggressive speech from Russian President Vladimir Putin as he is basically saying, hey, you know, Ukraine was always kind of ours. And there have been puppet regimes propping that country up. The West has gotten too involved. And with the threat of nuclear weapons, this cannot stand. It really is sounding like he's getting the old Soviet Union back together, or at least that's the goal.
2: So that has to be invading Ukraine, what he's talking yes. about. Because our president was crystal clear about what would happen if he did that, right? If it
0: invades, and it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having to fight about what to do and not do, et
5: etc.
2: So what is that?
5: Who knows? There's no specifics ever. Just a bunch of platitudes from these jack wagons. Well, you wonder exactly what that means. Nobody knows what any of this means. They say the same but, things over and over again. But we're locked with our partners. Again. How so? What are they saying? They're all together. <laughs>
2: Okay and the sanctions are going to be some of the greatest
5: in the history of America and his, of, of history of the world and maybe they will be. I don't know we just don't know
2: exactly what we're talking about- mm-hmm. So obviously we're keeping an eye on that keep you up to date in the
1: meantime are you ready you it's the three most important news stories of the day. It's the trifecta! Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. The Scott Robbins spotlight. Yeah. He's a solo can. project during
2: the show, I get it. Yeah. And always helped by his top 40 heroes.
3: I'm Casey Kasem.
5: I'm invading parts of this show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a minor incursion here. <laughs>
5: right.
3: Yes. I'm ready. <laughs> Okay, always start with three. Uh, an Olympic athlete had an astounding injury, Scott. Oh, my gosh.
5: Uh, this According to The Guardian, in Beijing, Finland's Remy Lindholm was a reoccurring casualty of uh, inclement cross-country competition. The weather was bad. He spent just under an hour and 60 minutes traversing the course in the howling, freezing winds. This is according, very descriptive, by the way. Now, what happened? It led to his p- p- penis <laughs> becoming frozen for the second time in a cross country skiing race in his life. Last year, this happened. I didn't even know it was possible. I had not heard I of it before. I had never heard of this okay. before. Yeah. He said, You can guess which body part is a little bit frozen when I finished. It was one of the worst competitions I've ever been in. I had a battle. Yeah, I bet he did. At the end of the race, Remy required a heating pack to thaw his iced Mr. Knish. Organizers say, hey, we're worried about frostbite here. Oh, Oh, Well, yes. They have thinner suits and the underlayers are worn by the racers, they say, as well as plasters to cover their faces and ears. But they offer a little protection for... South of the border. Man. I know it couldn't have been easy. Oh, it wasn't. No, sir, it wasn't. They're referring to it as phallic frostbite. man. Holy cow. Love me tender. (laughs) Remy was, now these are are the words of the article, not Mm. mine. Remy was clearly bent to make a mark for his homeland. In his reach for the finish. <laughs> Planting his flag surely would have been oh. worth the fall, they say though. Oh, golly. And the countdown continues. Rami
3: Lindholm is now Ramey Limpholm. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder home. if
5: like like other frozen things you have to like preheat the oven first.
3: <laughs> well, run it all under room temperature water. You water know? for <laughs>
5: loosen things
3: up a little bit, yeah. Oh,
1: the gosh, Countdown doesn't damn. stop till we reach the top.
5: I mean, I've been uncomfortable before, but holy smokes.
3: Two. Another fake hate crime in California. This was at a high school, right? Yeah,
5: yeah, of course. Uh, This was, yeah, this was, in fact, at a high school. And what happened here was a young girl that went to school there, which, by the way, she is not white, discovered that uh, on the different drinking fountains. one was marked black and one was marked white right okay really as it turns out after all the kerfuffle about racism and about people shrieking about how racist this was and how racist the school district is turns out that she was the one that wrote white and black above the drinking oh has captured on video on valentine's day now the reason i bring that up is because we're just now hearing about this this was an easy review of the film, but this thing festered for weeks. Wow. wow. While this was going week. on.
2: And again, so it goes all week, and then it's at the end of the week where you find out exactly what happened. Yeah, and it was the girl herself caught on video doing it. So later that night, they would have known, or early the next they morning. They knew in minutes what this was. Wow. So what was the reason? Just lonely on Valentine's Day? Want some attention? Well, it's the Jesse
5: Smollett syndrome, right? I guess. That was (laughs) was a little more elaborate. You know, I don't know why there isn't some moratorium on this. Before you can do this, before it gets reported to the media or anywhere else, it has to sit for like marinate for like
2: 72 hours just to make sure. Well, the other rule that I would like to see is if you fake one of these, you're punished as if, you actually committed it I agree with that too. there's a lot of damage done because a lot of people never hear the end of the story what the real story actually was
3: um, I made the point with Jesse Smollett yeah Jesse Smollett technically did commit a hate crime against he himself
5: did. yes right that's but he also fomented hatred that shouldn't have existed
2: mm-hmm. to begin with yeah sure <laughs> well
1: okay there I think go. we're
2: yes and finally yes we're to the end of the countdown. This is a the number one story of the day. Yeah.
3: Go ahead. One. Uh, this is a crazy story. A Democratic candidate for the House in Oklahoma got hammered at a birthday party, and it just goes downhill from there.
5: Yeah, she's running as a Democrat for Oklahoma's fifth congressional district because, according to her, Oklahomans deserve a representative who's going to fight for them, not the radical Right. That's what she said. And I she's know. been endorsed by, of all people, Captain Morality, Eric Swalwell. Yes, Wall is Swalwell on the poster. Swalwell yes. said, uh, now she's running the flip OK 5 blue. I know she can win. I'm proud to endorse her campaign and encourage you to donate before her end of the year deadline. Well, she's got herself in a bit of a jam here. Valentine's Day weekend sleepover party for tween girls. That included watching the film Titanic turned strange and tearful. Parents say that Abby Broyles, the Oklahoma 5th Congressional District candidate who's fighting for you, allegedly got hammered <laughs> and was berated. Some of the kids in attendance like yelling at him. <laughs> yes, the party was held at the home of Deer Creek Public Schools, the parent there on February the 11th. Eight girls between the ages of 12 and 13.
2: She came home. Mom you don't came know home. about love.
5: Mom came home after a night of heavy partying. According to multiple accounts of the evening, she was so hammered, she started speaking derogatorily to some of the girls. Yeah. She called one girl an acne blanker, <laughs> which prompted the girl to leave the room crying. She wasn't done. Drunk mom <laughs> called the other one a Hispanic blanker and another a judgy blanker. At one point, she vomited in the laundry basket, and the girl's shoes were in it. <laughs> that was the best part. Yes. She fuked in her shoes. She vomited in the laundry basket, which included shoes. She said, "Ask if she, uh, you know, what happened here. Did the girls cook up this story against her for political purposes? Amy nodded. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just telling you it's not true. None of this really happened. All of these girls are lying. <laughs> because of where I stand <laughs> on my
3: politics. Yes. <laughs> right wing operatives at your girl's a daughter's twelve party. to thirteen year old girls <laughs> yes. sleepover. Obviously, yes. yes. God, That's please. clearly the answer.
2: Wow. Yep, I would say she's probably done in
5: that. And I race. bet this is not a singular occurrence either. I'm just saying it's probably happened before.
2: Well, I mean what? There's that one time that what you just got caught up watching Titanic and had a few too many and went off on a bunch of prepubescent girls. My I, goodness! I
5: liked your take though initially. What? You don't even know what real love is.
2: <laughs> she probably lectured everybody. You have
5: no idea. You don't know who's the
2: good guy in all of this. And
5: there you have it. <laughs> Little Amy's dad is a horrible man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh gosh. gosh. Dang it. Vote for Abby. <laughs> Who hasn't been drunk and puked in the wastebasket before?
2: <laughs> oh, nice job there. All right. mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Um Man, we could save this for tomorrow. There was another clip from Bill Maher going off on Hollywood. Oh, it as far one. as China? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, do oh. Yeah, yeah, okay. let's do it. You want to hear it? Yeah, let's do it. I right. want to hear it. Um Man, this this whole piece of his show the other night, and this is, again, something it seems like we're doing every Monday and have been for a while. It's like Bill Maher speaking some truth, which is something because, you know, he's, well, a liberal forever, but he wants to make a distinction that woke is not liberalism. And so he's got people ticked off at him all over the place, and he went off on Hollywood and John Cena, the actor. Oh, yeah. Uh, in particular, the other night.
0: That's the deal China offers American companies and celebrities. We'll give you access to our billion-plus consumers as long as you shut up about the whole police state genocide thing. John Cena took that deal. Well, come on, China accounts for 34% of global box office, and he's a movie star now. So, like the Uyghurs, last year he learned he needed to get some re-education. He, John, referred to Taiwan as a country as if it was a separate country from China. Which it is. But China would like to do to Taiwan what it did to Tibet and what it's now doing to Hong Kong. So we were treated to this video. I say that
1: very, very, where he's apologizing profusely. In, in
0: Chinese. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> and I thought steroids shrunk your b****. <laughs> Wowie, when a country can make your big, muscly, macho man action stars grovel in their language, huh? you know you're somebody's b****.
2: <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself watching that, hey, that was my take months ago when it happened.
5: Yeah, we played that. Hundred times,
3: word for word,
2: <laughs> and China's female dog. Yeah, it, it's pretty amazing. There is a there is a bit of a shift going on right now in the country yeah. that should give us all a bit of hope. It's not all completely bonkers. and
5: well, that's the thing, Even, man.
2: You know, yes. voting Democrats are like, okay, there's part of this party that has
5: lost its mind. Well, you're starting to see some of this turn and bite them because people have had enough. And I think that. the thing that pushed him over the cliff was all this, where's your mask nonsense that's been going on forever. Well, yes. Like, it, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. Well, hey, You made it partisan, now it's partisan. It's yes.
2: a vaccine that doesn't stop you yeah. from getting COVID. It, it just is nonsensical. So there you go. It's really been an honor for oh, me. Oh, forgot about him. You better say goodbye to See buddy. you later, buddy. All right, still got uh, Nimrods in the news to get to. And another news update straight ahead. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Goodbye.
2: Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update David Van Camp.
3: Well, Putin gave a very, very aggressive speech today and basically saying Ukraine's not a real country. And so it sort of seems like he's getting ready to get the band back together in terms of other former Soviet nations as well, if he can use this as a springboard to do that. And I just want to go back to a, a quote. That might live in infamy now, okay? because I don't know if you can hear the phone ringing, but... in The 1980s are now calling to ask for their foreign policy back. Hmm. That one didn't age well. No. The Cold War's been over for 20 years. Right. Mm. Of course. Yeah. And, and remember what Russia was? About, about 10 years ago. You might not be ready for diplomacy
0: with Beijing if you can't visit the Olympics without insulting our closest ally.
3: Our closest ally. Wow.
2: That's really something. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah.
3: I'm a total bumbling idiot. Thank yes. you.
2: Finally, coming to terms. Um, <laughs> did you have another news update, Scott, that you wanted to get to before we get to Nimrod? Well,
5: right? no, Seattle City Council has rescinded their uh, law now that you have to have a bicycle helmet on to ride a bicycle to protect your brain. And why are they doing this? It's been that way for 30 years. i got to have a helmet on to ride a bike, right? That's it, or else you get a ticket, right? Yeah. Racial equity. (laughs) Yes. I'm not making this up. People of color and homeless people were allegedly disappropriately forced to protect themselves from the risk of serious head or brain injury. So they rescinded the law in an equitable manner so as to ensure said people continue to get in on a serious injury or death without fear of breaking the law because they can't afford the helmets. They don't know where they are. It's not fair. Got it. So you get, right. <laughs> so <laughs> knock yourself
1: out with serious head injuries moving forward. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> God, go to Nimrod. When the going gets tough, damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, be It's Nimrods in the News on the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. <laughs> Alright.
2: Well, let's start in Massachusetts. Not every day we do that. 23-year-old man, Omar Rios Robles, arrested. Why? Well, he stabbed a coworker at 5 a.m. the other morning. He and the victim worked the graveyard shift at Walmart. They're on break. Well, apparently they were arguing over spilt milk. Literally. Really? Yeah, Omar's janitor. He was upset the other dude spilled the milk, didn't clean it up. So they're arguing back and forth, and so Omar stabbed the guy. Now, Omar says, hey, the other guy punched me in the face first. So Omar was charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. The other guy hospitalized. He's going to be okay. Wow. But check this. Omar was released until his next court date, and apparently he can go back to work at Walmart. But if he and the guy he stabbed work the graveyard shift together, Omar's got to stay at least 20 yards from him. Well, they're waiting to see how that goes. Throw a knife, then. (laughs) That might be a little tense. And then we got this dude in Fort Lauderdale, pulled over the other night. Um, Someone in the car must have felt like they were in trouble because he jumps out, runs off. Officer chases him. At some point, then, uh, the guy actually shoots himself in the foot. Sometimes you're running, you got a gun, and then you're going to try to grab it. And all of a sudden, I mean, that sort of thing can happen. Seen it happen before? Oh,
5: son of a b. I just <laughs> shot myself.
2: It wasn't that guy. It's a different guy. But yeah, that might have been the reaction. I'm not yeah. sure.
5: Hall of Famer.
2: Officer caught up with him and applied the to tourniquet to the wound, taken to the hospital, condition unknown. Remember that one guy that did that? That was. The guy that we just played the audio from, he was doing like a safety class online. Yes. Like showing gun safety. How to draw your gun. Like yes. a quick draw thing, yeah. Yes. yes. Right. And then Yeah, because it lived for a while because someone then put it to music, it was a whole remix. Right? I'm
4: just a f- I'm just a f- shut myself I just shut myself no, son of a I just shut
2: myself this <laughs> <laughs> is one of the greatest ever and that's Nip to the news
4: <laughs>